Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Genesis 43, the return to Egypt. Now the famine was severe in the land, so it came about when they had finished eating the grain which they had brought from Egypt, that their father said to them, Go back, buy us a little food. Judah spoke to him, however, saying, The man solemnly warned us, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you send our brother with us, we will go down and buy you food. But if you do not send him, we will not go down, for the man said to us, You will not see my face unless your brother is with you. Then Israel said, Why did you treat me so badly by telling me the man, whether you still had another brother? But they said, the man questioned particularly about us and our relatives, saying, is your father still alive? Have you another brother? So we answered his questions. Did we possibly know what he would say, bring your brother down? Judah said to his father Israel, send the lad with me and we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, we as well as you and our little ones. I myself will be surety for him. You may hold me responsible for him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame before you forever. For if we had not delayed, surely by now we could have returned twice. Then their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take some of the best products of the land in your bags and carry down to the man as a present, a little balm and a little honey, aromatic gum and myrrh, pistachio nuts and almonds. Take double the money in your hand and take back in your hand the money that was returned in the mouth of your sacks. Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother also and arise. Return to the man and may God Almighty grant you compassion in the sight of the man so that he will release to you your other brother and Benjamin. And as for me, if I am bereaved of my children, I am bereaved. 
So the men took this present and they took double the money in their hand and Benjamin. Then they arose and went down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. Joseph sees Benjamin. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to his house steward, bring the men into the house and slay an animal and make ready for the men are to dine with me at noon. So the man did as Joseph said and brought them into Joseph's house. Now the men were afraid because they were brought to Joseph's house and they said, it is because of the money that was returned in our sacks the first time that we are being brought in, that he may seek occasion against us and fall upon us and take us for slaves with our donkeys. So they came near to Joseph's house, steward, and spoke to him at the entrance of the house and said, O my Lord, we indeed come down the first time to buy food. And it came about when we came to the lodging place that we opened our sacks and behold, each man's money was in the mouth of his sack. Our money is full. So we have brought it back in our hand. We have also brought down other money in our hand to buy food. We do not know who put our money in our sacks. He said, be at ease. Do not be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. I had your money. Then he brought Simeon out to them. Then the man brought the men into Joseph's house and gave them water, and they washed their feet, and he gave their donkeys fodder. So they prepared the present for Joseph's coming at noon, for they had heard that they were to eat a meal there. When Joseph came home, they brought into the house to him the present which was in their hand and bowed to the ground before him. Then he asked them about their welfare and said, Is your old father well, of whom you spoke? Is he still alive? They said, Your servant, our father, is well. He is still alive. They bowed down in homage. As he lifted his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, he said, Is this your youngest brother of whom you spoke to me? And he said, May God be gracious to you, my son. Joseph hurried out, for he was deeply stirred over his brother, and he sought a place to weep. And he entered his chamber and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out, and he controlled himself and said, Serve the meal. So they served him by himself and them by themselves, and the Egyptians who ate with them by themselves, because the Egyptians could not eat bread with the Hebrews, for it is loathsome to the Egyptians. Now they were seated before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men looked at one another in astonishment. He took portions to them from his own table, but Benjamin's portion was five times as much as any of theirs. So they feasted and drank freely with him. You know, when Jesus came to um, to basically get rid of the curse of the law, a lot of people look at the curse of the law as the Old Testament and God's law, and that's not accurate. God, Jesus did not come to get rid of God's law. Uh, even Jesus himself talked about how God's law is perfect and God's law is easy and God's law is... is um, the way you're supposed to live. And that's what he did. He kept God's law. And he said, do as I have done. Live as I have lived. So the curse of the law is man's addition to God's law. And so God said, uh, don't eat of the fruit of the tree. Man said, don't even touch the tree. Don't stand near it. God never said that. Man said it. So God sets a parameter in place, and then man builds fences around it, extending the boundaries uh, further away from where God actually anticipated. 
In fact, if you go to uh, one of the Proverbs that Jesus talks about is the proverb of the, um, the basically the unfair master, the one who was charging more. If you really look into that and understand the, the historical context of it, God was not rewarding the manager for being unfair and charging unfairly and lying to his master. God was, or the master was celebrating him because he had gotten rid of the extra that he was charging above and beyond what the master expected. So if God's expectation is, uh, the boundary is set, and man extends that boundary further, that is above and beyond what God's expecting. That excess, man's addition to God's law, is the curse of the law. That's what Jesus came to break. That's why he went after the, um, the actual Jewish council. That's why he went after the Pharisees, because they're the ones who were taking the word and adding additional to it to make it even harder and not even living by what their expectations are. So, what does it have to do with Genesis 43? Well, in Genesis 43, you see something kind of for the first time here. Um, up till now, other than just, you know, living with people, being surrounded by people, there hasn't been someone who said, no, it, we can't dine with you. You, we, they were fine with dining with other people side by side, having fellowship with other people side by side without, without truly taking on their culture as their own. So here they are in Egypt, and for the first time, you can see them being told, you have to dine by yourself at your own table because the Egyptians find you loathsome therefore we cannot even eat in your presence your you can't be in our presence while we eat so that may be the source or the beginning of bringing about the source of the fact that the pharisees took god's law of not intermingling not intermingling meant um, each one to his own, own kind is the way it's written in the in the Bible. Each to his own kind does not have anything to do with race. It has everything to do with faith. So he did not want the his people. God did not want Israel living amongst and intermarrying and taking on the culture and the traditions of other nations. He wanted them to remain pure and to keep his traditions and his holidays and uh, his ordinances and things that he's asked for. But now they've been treated this way to where they're looked down upon just for being who they are. And the Pharisees added that to where um, you couldn't even walk through Samaria. You had to walk around. You could not go inside the house of someone who is not Jewish. They were not welcome inside your house because they would make your house dirty. Peter's dream in Acts was focused on that subject, not food. It was focused on the fact that 
God said, why? Who are you to tell or to call something unclean that I have said is clean? That was right before they were going to eat inside someone's house. Yet everyone, not everyone, but a lot of Christians say, see, and therefore we can eat pork. We can eat it because, because right there, because Peter and Paul went inside to that other person's house and they dined inside their house and they weren't able to do that before Peter's vision. Yeah, but Peter also talked about later in life how he never broke the, the dietary restrictions. So why would he have a vision telling him to, that he's capable now of breaking dietary restrictions and then later point out that he never broke dietary Why would he do that? Wouldn't he immediately go, bacon, let's try bacon. It doesn't make sense. It does not line up. There is no contradiction in the Bible. So if there's contradiction, it's not in the word, it's in us. And our understanding. And Peter's vision was not about dietary restrictions. It was about intermingling with other people of a different faith just by with fellowship. And I believe this would be one of the sources as to why the Pharisees added that curse to God's law. Because they were treated poorly, they started to look down, they started to gain that pride in themselves and that nationalistic view of other people are dirty because they're not us. And they started looking down their nose at others. Well, we shouldn't do that. Jesus says to love all. Jesus says that you love those who don't know as if they're blind. How would you treat a blind person? Someone who's not a believer is spiritually blind. And you should guide them and love them like you would a blind person walking through the unknown, or it doesn't matter if it's known or not, but trying to walk them through obstacles. You guide them. You love on them. You're patient with them. And that's what we should do with those people who aren't believers. We don't avoid them and not go anywhere near them. That's the curse. That's the curse of the law. And that's a lie. That's man-made. God wants us to be able to go and reach out to other people. In fact, Jesus said to go, not to sit and be a miser and all to yourself. He said, go out to the nations, teach them, preach them, heal them, disciple them. Go out telling people the good news. And in order to talk to someone and tell them the good news and do all of those things, you have to intermingle and you have to love them or you will never be able to open them up to God's word. So, Father, thank you that you trust us enough to go out and to uh, disciple others. And I pray that we could be worthy of that, that we could you could give us the ability that we could just be a vessel and you could just work through us as we try to bring more and more people to know you and your love as we try to bust open the gates of heaven and completely slam shut the gates of hell. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to, to spend with your family uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.